Hello, fellas. Welcome to uh, another episode of Proof Talks Football here. Um, I know the previous episode, I was not sounding uh, enthusiastic, uh, to say the least, uh, just because I was a little tired, behind behind schedule, if you will. I was kind of busy. But don't worry, I'll sound more uh, enthusiastic <laughs> for, for this one. Uh, other than... Uh, being excited to publish this episode, I'm also excited uh, the fact that I get to see the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Yeah, 18 long uh, su- suffering years uh, uh, for a team that has not made the playoffs since 2002. So for them to finally make it uh, is uh, astonishing, a wonderful accomplishment by the organization, the team, the players, coaches. And then, of course, now being able to now see him this Sunday night. Now, today's episode isn't about the Cleveland Browns. I feel like my previous episodes have uh, mentioned them quite a bit. Uh, This one in particular is about, however, the playoff picture and what team I think or which away team I think would probably have the best chance to succeed to beat the team that they're playing against. So you have the Bills, number two seed, hosting the Colts. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers, number three seed, holding, holding, I mean hosting the Browns. And then you have number four seed, Titans, hosting number fifth seed, Ravens, in the uh, AFC. And out of those teams I mentioned, and in terms of a way team that I think is going to have the uh, best chance to succeed, uh, I have to say it's it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have been rolling as of late. Uh, I don't know why there's a stigma about Lamar not being able to throw the ball, which I know his throwing motion is definitely not something that many fans are accustomed to, but he's still one of the most effective and accurate passers in the league. Uh, that offense is not just dependent on him running the ball. That offense is built to just be a power running game and not have Lamar run, even though Lamar's athletic ability and speed is definitely a handful by itself. Uh, to have that complement with the offensive philosophy and scheme that you're trying to uh, establish or, uh, or still establish your identity is something, again, that's very useful. And the Titans have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, especially their secondary is uh, really just atrocious. Their pass rush is dead last in the league in terms of sacks, which I think they had 18 sacks coming into this game, which again, it's dead last in the league. And Baltimore's offensive line is still good, even though Ronnie Stan- Staley, Stanley, their best left tackle is still out. Their offensive line overall is still fantastic. And again, having to play against Lamar and deal with his speed is something that uh, is going to be a handful. It's going to be a lot to, to handle, especially for the Titans. I would say Browns, not just because I'm a Browns fan, even though it's pretty obvious, but 
given the fact that they're a more talented team compared to Pittsburgh. They have a lot more weapons offensively compared to Pittsburgh. They're able to run the ball compared to Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh's defense is also a handful, and I would say a lot better compared to Cleveland's. I think Cleveland's defense can handle Steelers' offense, but the reason why I didn't mention Cleveland or why I think Cleveland would be the best away team to win is because they are still dealing with COVID-19 in terms of uh, not being able to practice the facility. Some players will be out this game, as well as some coaches, uh, none significant than Kevin Stefanski. Um, if this was a last-minute kind of deal, then yeah, Cleveland would probably lose. But because they have still, and today's Thursday, so they still have the next couple of days to still prepare uh, for going into Pittsburgh and competing with them to see if they can win the game. Um, so while Kim Stefanski won't be at the facility if they do practice in person at the facility, uh, Kevin Stefanski is still doing Zoom calls, still leading that charge in that way. Uh, but aside from Cleveland dealing with COVID-19, I would also say to uh, the Ravens that they have more experience when it comes to playoff contention. I know that Lamar is 0-2 in the playoffs, but I really think having facing this particular type of defense the Titans have, I think Lamar's got a good chance to to beat the Tennessee Titans on the road. And so that's my pick for the AFC. In the NFC, we have the second seed Saints hosting the seventh seed Bears. We have the third seed Seahawks hosting the sixth seed Rams. And then we have the fourth seed Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the fifth seed. And of all of those away teams, I think the Rams have the best chance. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, why not the Bucks? The Bucks have fantastic weapons. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin is being more consistent as of late. Uh, we have Mike Evans, uh, Ronald Jones maybe back this week. Uh, Leonard Fournette is also a good running back. We have a good old line. You know, why not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And, of course, Tom Brady. Well, given the particular scheme that the Buccaneers run and the attitude of the risk it, no biscuit from uh, Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, and that their philosophy is to throw deep, which is also in the digit system, which is coming out uh, in late January. So that's my next episode over on YouTube. Uh, so go check out and subscribe to my channel, Griff Talks Football. Yeah, what a plug it. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't think I was going to actually pull that off. Um, but in all seriousness, in more particular, um, that's the style of offense that the Buccaneers run and are facing a Washington football team, which I know their record is 7-9. and nine. I know that they're coming into the playoffs with a losing record. First of all, they're not the only team to do that. The most recent uh, was the Carolina Panthers, led by Ron Rivera in 2014. And the most recent one after that, or before 2014, was Seattle Seahawks in 2010. They went 7-9. and nine. And so I, I get the concerns. I get the, uh, if you're a Washington football team, the concerns. But I also get how this team could be overlooked. But their defense is phenomenal. They're in top three in nearly every category. Uh, and they're ranked number one in forcing sacks. That's above Pittsburgh. 
that's above the Saints who have or who really have a good pass rushing team. So this is not a team to overlook defensively. I know their offense is not as explosive, not as consistent, but that defense has been leading the way the entire season or the entire year, however you want to phrase it. And on top of that, uh, that Washington football team pass rush with Chase Young and and Marcus Sweat, I believe, and other players, and Ryan Kerrigan, too, is going to be a lot to handle. And you're going to be asking a lot of that offensive line for the Buccaneers to hold up for those seven-step drops, for those long, deep passes uh, that's going to be called. There's not going to be necessarily a check down available or a short, short route that's going to be uh, called. And so, again, that pass rush is going to be a lot to handle. And so that would be my upset of the week. But again, the reason why the Rams is because their defense is also phenomenal. Seattle's offense has not been clicking as of late. They have struggled in the past couple games. And even though golf may not play this game, and Walford will probably play this game due to the thumb injury, the Rams still have weapons on offense that they can distribute the ball to. Unlike the Buccaneers, they're not a... Uh, Throw it over the top philosophy offense. They're not an offense that just throws deep to short. They're an offense that's a zone run scheme uh, that does implement short to medium passing concepts. And it's not like they don't throw deep either. They do. They do it a lot out of play action. They can also throw deep out of drop back. I'm just saying with their style of offense going against Seattle's uh, defense, uh, Seattle's defense has been struggling against the run even though they've been playing well as of late. This is a team that I feel like the Rams have a better chance of winning on the road just because Seattle is more vulnerable on both sides of the ball as compared to the Washington football team. And on top of that, due to the styles uh, of philosophies, due to the um, not play calling, but rather the system that is established, and again, the philosophy, I do think the Rams have a better chance to win on the road compared to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm not speaking on the Bears. I know the Bears have a fantastic defense, but their offense is horrifically horrendous. And the Saints are more explosive offensively. So for anyone that thinks that the Bears are going to dominate the Saints or come out with a win, uh, you're not necessarily out of your mind, but rather you are barking up the wrong tree or uh, really uh, either foolish or let's say they do have an absolute chance. They have a tougher task to handle as to compare to the Rams and the Buccaneers. So those are my picks for are those two teams, the Ravens and the Rams, are my picks for as an away team to win on the road. I'm definitely excited uh, for this playoff game our playoff weekend, or super all-card weekend. So make sure uh, y'all stay safe. Take care, guys. I will drop another episode pretty soon talking about the uh, head coaching jobs that are vacant as well as potentially filled after this episode. I know the Texans signed uh, a six-year contract worth $6 million a year, I believe, uh, to Nick Casero. 
He was the player of personnel. To, uh, yeah, he was the uh, player personnel over at, or director of player personnel over at uh, New England Patriots. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I'll catch y'all soon. Take care, guys, and uh, see y'all next time.